This is Carl. This is Mark. And this is Sarah. And this is Retrograding. This is Retrograding, the show where three 90s kids give adult looks to our favorite childhood films. Uh, This month we are taking a look back at Junior to see if our nostalgia is warranted. I want to say right up top, this is not one of my favorite childhood films, but I think we've been doing good movies for a little while, and I wanted a little change of pace, and so I went with the most batshit crazy I remember from my childhood, (laughs) which was this film that I distinctly remember watching in fourth grade i don't know why but this movie says fourth grade to me i I think i watched this once as a child i think it came on tv i think i watched it and i think that's the only time i watched it (laughs) that sounds about right this is kind of a real one and done film yeah i was just talking to my mom today for mother's day and i mentioned this movie to her and she's like that sounds like a stupid movie i wouldn't have gone to that with you but i recall seeing it in the theater but i have no idea who i would oh, have gone really? with because the time period that this came out i i don't know i do remember thinking it was really stupid when i saw it though i would have been yeah. fa- 5 when what point of the year did this come out i don't know it, was it came out in 94, 94 so your timeline is right uh, though for me to associate with fourth grade, that's a bit late because it would have come out when I was like six and I fourth grade is when you're about 10. And so I must have seen it on VHS. I mean, I definitely saw it late. Obviously, like if it was on TV, this was like, I don't know, like one of the family channels or ABC or something. It was like, I don't know. We don't have anything to do for a weekend movie. Just throw something on there. <laughs> Just throw on Arnold Pregnant. He's very popular right now. We'll get the views. Yeah. Like it was something like a trash weekend. Like it's two in the <laughs> afternoon. Trash weekend is exactly it's where the two in the afternoon. We don't have anything to put on our programming. Do anything. All right. Well, since this was my pick, I've prepared a 60-second synopsis. I timed myself, and I got under 60 seconds, which I'm very proud of. That's because this movie has no plot. I found out the secret. It's if you don't care. If you don't care, you can get it right under 60 seconds all the time. Uh, So somebody start a timer and let me know when to go. Three, two, one, go. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Alex Hess, a research geneticist with a new serum to reduce the chances of miscarriage, but he loses funding for human testing phase of his project, leaving it dead in the water. His partner, Larry Arbogast, played by Danny DeVito, has invested $300,000 into the project and refuses to give in. Convinces Hess to test on himself, carrying the child through the first trimester to get the data. Meanwhile, Dana Redden, played by Emma Thompson, is the doctor who replaces Hess at the university, specializing in egg cryostasis. Arbogast steals one of her eggs, labeled Junior, for impregnating Hess. Hess gets pregnant and carries the baby to the first trimester as planned, but refuses to give up the life he is creating, continuing the project in secret. Arbogast finds out and agrees to help. As the head of the research board, Noah Noah Baines is starting to get suspicious. Haynes starts a relationship with Redden, telling her, um, trying to tell her, 
but learning he's carrying her child in the process, Hess carries the body to term, a uh, baby to term, losing and regaining Red in the process as Arbogast deals with his pregnant ex-wife and Bane's neither catches them. Both Hess and the ex-wife deliver cool. on the same day and the film ends with children celebrating their first birthday. I forgot that I had a, ti- a noise at the end of the timer. <laughs> hmm. I might have screwed up more, but when I timed myself earlier, I got 54 seconds. I blame the delay. Anyway, let's go into long form, uh, telling people what we saw as adults that we may have missed as children. So my first question is, why is Emma Thompson in this? Uh, great question. I think I think it was to play a smart but quirky lady. See, I don't know. I think this would be a very fun role for a professional actor to take on because of how like quirky and accident prone she is. So she didn't need to start to be like, well, I do all serious things. I need to do something funny because she started as a comedian because in university and stuff, she did stuff with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie and that's how she started out. But here's my question to you that is like, why is Emma Thompson in this movie? By 1994, how many Oscar noms or wins did Emma Thompson have? I don't know. Did you look this up? I did. That's where my weird timeline comes in. Was it three? It was three. Wow, I'm a great guesser. <laughs> in 1992, she had her win for how? Because I was like, was this before or after she won for Sense and Sensibility? Because like, if it was before, maybe I could be like, oh, this was before she she won her Oscar and she was like just not quite as like she wasn't the Emma Thompson we know now. Right. But in 1992, she had won for Howard's End. In 1993, she was nominated for both Remains of the Day and In the Name of the Father, which she was in with Daniel Day-Lewis. And then along comes 1994 and she does Junior. So choices made. However, the chronology of movies being released is not always the chronology that they're filmed in. I wonder if like she put this movie in the can before like all those things took off and Hollywood had it sitting on a shelf somewhere and decided to get a quick cash grab by releasing it. I see anything about this movie getting any delays, did you guys? I don't know. I mean, it could just be that the people making the movie saw that she was a big name and wanted to get some big stars because of the male actors they had. It could also be that Emma Thompson uh, wanted to do a dumb, fun movie after working really hard on those dramatic roles. My second question is, this is like a flop and everyone hates it. How did it get nominated for two Golden Globes? Well, technically three Golden Globes. I don't know if I hate this movie. Spoiler alert. Um, Because watching it, I by the end of the movie, I thought, you know, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I just found it really boring. And then I started, well, Except for it's the fever boring drink. for me in the 90s way where like plots are formulaic. You kind of know where it's going from the very start. But does it There's really not surprises in there. Two Golden Globes for acting. Yeah. That's weird. And maybe we should talk about the characters and who we thought did a good job One or a bad job. Arnold However, Schwarzenegger. I had a second part to what I was saying, which was I began to dislike the film the more I thought about the plot. If you don't think about this movie, especially while watching it, or how science it's works. pretty fine. But once you start <laughs> thinking about like the implications of the characters and the things that they're doing and what that means in their world, it starts to kind of unravel and just a lot of bad things are in this film. 
if you think too much about it. Do you think the sequel where they all go to court and lose their medical license and end up in jail, do you think that'd be a fun sequel? Ooh. Well, yeah, because, I mean, jail jail movies are one of two types. Uh, and I imagine with Arnold and DeVito, they would be like prison break type. I'd watch a prison <laughs> break movie no, with these two no, people. No, I think Arnold would be prison break. I think Danny DeVito would start some sort of like contraband. He's the underboss? He'd be like some sort of contraband racket and he would just be living it up in jail. Okay, he's the Morgan Freeman. I think that's, but I think that'd be way more fun than this movie. So the sequel would be Twins. They're all losing their medical licenses, right? Like, no, because they didn't get caught. That's the thing. <laughs> they're doing, they're doing really unethical science. Granted, but nobody catches them, and so they can. The high risk, high reward. They got a lot mm. of money for the research they did. Someone's gonna find out eventually. There's gonna be a whistle. Who would find out? There's gotta be a whistleblower somewhere. All right, so let's talk about people in this movie um just to uh, i guess flesh out the character development that we have here i was generally or genuinely <laughs> rather uh a mistake that i've made before but i was genuinely surprised with arnold's acting in this film uh because the arnold schwarzenegger i have in my mind is late career arnold schwarzenegger where he's kind of a parody of himself uh think Last action hero, think true lies. Like, he says everything kind of with a smirk, but he's a big buff man in an action film, and so we also take him seriously in combat. This is a very different side to Arnold's acting, where he is playing a much more reserved character, uh, very stoic, not making any jokes, uh, until he starts to take this well, he starts to take estrogen, and then he is very stereotypically 90s character woman. Is it bad that my thing, well, when I first started this watching this, was like, oh, I forgot that Arnold was a really good-looking man at one point in time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he was Mr. Universe. But I mean, he, was he was the most pretty man in the universe. No, but he's like, in between when he was like, huge, like, oiled up beefcake and before sure. he got like saggy old man and he's like right <laughs> in that sweet mid spot where he's just where he's got a baby bump he's like well at the beginning before he gets the baby <laughs> bump but he's not like super bulging but he's not past his prime yet he's in a good middle spot that i like so sure. yeah i they like call this that arnold. middle spot your 30s yeah i like this arnold he's not like the <laughs> Now I can't remember what Hercules movie he did. Hercules. No, I'm pretty no, sure it was just Hercules. Hercules. The one that was just Hercules was Lufric? No, it was like Hercules in New York or something like yeah. that. Oh, sure. Where he was credited as Arnold Strong. Yes. Um, that 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 Arnold's little too beefcake for me. This Arnold, right. sweet middle spot. Sarah likes dad bod Arnold. I do. I like dad bod Arnold. <laughs> No, no, it's mom bought Arnold. You are, yes. Yeah, that's, well, all right, we can get into that because they say several times in this movie, well, the dad is also the mother. That's, oh, no. that's not how parentage works. The father is the father. You can have more than one father. You can have no mother in a family. Isn't he kind like, of just like a male seahorse? Yeah, like carrying the baby to term does not make him a mother. He's, he is a father because he is... He identifies as male, and he's the parent to this child. And we can't... 
That's still not how science works. We're not going to go into how science works in this movie because my brain will <laughs> oh, melt down. We have to talk a little bit how science works, <laughs> no, but we'll get to it. It hurts me. But this is more like the male seahorse that, like, they kind of just put the the egg sac and just, like, kind of attach it to the male. This is more how it works like that than he is not. <laughs> it's kind of like the male penguin where he inserts the egg into his body somehow, and then it just remains with his body until it's born. He is not, like, physically, they did not insert female parts into him, and he is oh, a female. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. They did give him, like, the equivalent of sex change drugs, though. But, yeah, they're, but But he doesn't not. have the right organs. <laughs> he does yes. not. So, so it's that's, more that's like... the science that bothers me because yes. in the beginning of this film, they Where explain there's they explain there's a cavity that has enough space in a male human body to carry a baby to the first trimester, <laughs> which makes sense because babies are very small at that at that stage. Did they make a baby hernia? <laughs> yeah. Um but like by the third trimester, there's no more room to grow. And at one point they say that the baby is getting twisted around his large intestine, which is terrible. Again, delivering this child, hernia. he's destroying his digestive system. Baby hernia. That's what they have created. Where does the where does the child get nutrients from? Is there an umbilical cord in there somewhere? Because there's no. nothing for it to attach to. Right. That's not how we <laughs> I think Partially, they get it from the super miracle drug that they're taking. Are they, like, Soylent greening this baby? No, they're not feeding the baby humans. That's <laughs> not how this works. You don't know this. They're already, like, doing all sorts of illegal scientific activities. Who knows how far Danny DeVito went? So, my understanding of this weird drug that he is taking is that it helps prevent miscarriages, I assume, by giving the baby an abundance of nutrients. I don't think that's how miscarriages work. How do you know? Are you a baby doctor? Are you a baby scientist? No. <laughs> no, we've already learned I am not a scientist in anything. This is just another one to add to the list. All right, while we're on the subject of Arnold... That man looks very good in circle glasses. I don't know a lot of people who can pull off the, like the circular rim glasses, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of them. It's him and God John damn. Lennon. <laughs> I've tried. I keep wanting to have them because I think they look old timey and cool. Mm -hmm. And I look awful. Like a very ugly librarian. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh. so. <laughs> normally I'm just a very ugly human being. It's true. Uh, I was sorry. not going to say it, but you went there. <laughs> so. Sure, she knows I'm joking. Our, anyway, our audience can look at our Facebook, it is true. Yeah, with Arnold's character, the, one of the things that didn't make sense to me is like very early in the film, and for whatever reason they decided to start this film in a dream sequence, where it's Arnold in a library with a baby that is there alone, and he's he doesn't know how to take care of the child. And I don't know why he's, he has this irrational fear of babies, because he's a genetic scientist. We don't see him interact with babies in real life at any point. Like, it's something that's not really explored that I understand the film wants to set up like, he he's a guy who doesn't understand babies, but he's about to have a baby. But like, they don't really follow that plot line. They get one or two notes in it, and then like, the baby's born, he's fine. 
I just hear the cat yelling. It's a baby crying, okay? Don't worry it's a baby about crying. it. <laughs> uh-huh. It's Mark's baby. Aw. Mark, you got a you got a hairy baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big hairy baby. <laughs> All right. Back to Junior. That's a different, better movie. With Arnold, I think I really liked him in the beginning because he was very reserved. I think by the time he was mid-second trimester, whenever, like, the hormones of the estrogen were really starting to influence his character and make him more of a stereotypical woman who can't figure out what she's going to wear to a party or needs her husband to be home at a certain time while she's cooking dinner. It's just, ugh. Are you saying you hate hormonal women, Carl? No, I'm saying (laughs) I hate the 90s portrayal of woman because it is not accurate. You hate women from the 90s? Yes. Julia Louise Dreyfus with giant hair, I can't. I didn't. I, I guess I didn't see it so out. much as that, though, as it was the estrogen of well making him pregnant. Because there's okay. all this stuff about they don't know how they want to eat, or they have crazy ideas about what they want. Here's what that, we're so. gonna do. Yeah, yeah. The eating thing, I get. Guys, here's, here's what, what we're gonna what do. What are we gonna do? We're gonna go to a medical lab. We're gonna okay. steal Break some estrogen. In. Hold on. We're going to. <laughs> Stab both of you with it. We're going to see how you guys react over a period of time. And then we're going to see if the movie's, like, true or not. All right. While we do this, can we can we pump testosterone into your body to see how it affects you? Oh, I've had testosterone shots before. It did nothing. All I right. mean, not large amounts. You did amount. spontaneously grow a mustache? No. I mean, I didn't have, like, huge amounts. I just had, like, a little it to balance out because i had low amounts because ladies are supposed to have some yeah yeah, and men are supposed to have some men have some estrogen but the the balance is different also i would love a great mustache it is unfair that i can't grow a cool mustache (laughs) oh i'm so sorry that you could just wrap your hair around your face and just have a mustache must be nice it doesn't stay and i can't curl the end i'm sorry this is the one place on my head i can grow hair okay not true. You can probably grow it in your ears. That's true. Hey, how's my mustache look? It looks really good. You should be a cop in the 80s. Yeah! Ooh. I'm Tom Selleck. All right. I wish so I was back Tom to this Selleck. Movie and Arnold's portrayal. I, I did Tom love Selleck when he got pumped movie. full of estrogen because he, he turns into a, a stereotype, a sitcom stereotype. I hated more later in the film where they need to hide Arnold from Baines, who is the head of the research department at the (laughs) university, where he dresses up as a woman for no reason. I don't know why. I don't know why he has to go to this specific place for pregnant women, why they can't just have him rent a hotel room for a month. Is this kind of weird that I thought Arnold kind of made a semi-convincing woman? Yes, because he does not make a convincing well, movie. Well, like, like ten so feet much taller so, than everyone else. So much so, they had to put in a line justifying why a man who looks so much like a man is a woman. And the example they give is, well, I was a part of the Olympics back in Austria. Is that where he's from? Yes, he is Austrian. Right. I was back in the Olympics back in Austria, and they just kept pumping me full of testosterone to make me better at sports, and then this happened. They never talked about side effects. I just thought he looked pretty good in that wig. Uh, Especially, like, the woman who checks him in and, like, gives the initial interview, like, says to him after, it's like, you're a beautiful woman. 
and it is the least convincing line in this film. I just thought he looked good in it's, the way. It's funny that you say that, though, because those parts were actually the only parts about it that I enjoyed because I was just laughing at it, uh, and the rest of the movie was just boring, so... Mark enjoys laughing at Olympians. That's what we've learned. <laughs> also, like... At this facility, which is meant for pregnant women who, I guess, just that, like, they don't have family or friends and they need help and they can go here and get help, I guess, is this facility. Do they do, like, no physicals whatsoever while they're taking (laughs) people in? Because, I mean... They did do an ultrasound at one point, didn't they? Or was that I think that was DeVito earlier. Because, like, he says to to the woman checking him in... I I know my appearance is this, but I assure you I'm all woman. And she just takes his word on it. Like, one quick physical will tell you for certain this is not a woman. I just, I don't understand why this scene was needed. Why we needed a man dressing up as a woman here. Because it was the 90s and it's funny. It is funny, but like, there's plenty of films based around that concept. I mean, you got, what, Tootsie, Mrs. Doubtfire, Some Like It Hot. It's been done before, and this film isn't about that. It's just, like, they needed to hide him somewhere, and, oh, why don't we hide him as a woman? It's it's a very lazy choice in my mind. I guess, I, I forget what Danny DeVito was doing at this point, but... He was traveling to make a deal. Right, I guess I thought it was, he was at the point so far that into the pregnancy that he needs somebody to watch him, but he couldn't travel a lot to go do the stuff with Danny DeVito. And since they were on the run from everybody else and didn't want to get discovered, he had to hide somewhere that wouldn't be obvious. So they made him a woman so that he could hide easier. Though he is at the same stage of pregnancy as Danny DeVito's ex-wife. See, now this was the timeline that I thought Sarah was talking about because... okay. The wife was noticeably pregnant at the beginning of the movie, yet doesn't give birth until the same time that Arnold does. Yeah, uh, (laughs) we're gonna wave our hands with some pseudoscience (laughs) in that maybe Arnold gestates quicker, as if it's a a cart that can be pushed faster if you have more muscles. It's the super drug. (laughs) Makes it a Uh a faster process, I guess. Yeah, it's all those nutrients. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh absolutely i guess my point was the ex-wife is living on her own and had to go to danny devito who was her ex-husband she didn't really want to but she trusted the man for this process and she's living on her own and doing going through the same pregnancy alone why is it that Arno needs to go to the special facility? Because he's special. Because it's, I don't know, because it's the 90s and they needed more plot For me, this is where the film jumped the shark. Really? It seemed to have, it, <laughs> hey. <laughs> a man carrying a baby is, is no, no, not no. the part that's. <laughs> First act of the film, you build up the conceit. That is where you can do the impossible. The rest of the film has to build up based on what you set up in the first act. You have to check off's gun everything. And like the third act is not the time to introduce, well, he's also a convincing woman. <laughs> I don't know why that seemed to be worded really funny. Other than that, I thought Arnold did a pretty good job. It's a very different role for him. And like, I generally like Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor. I think he's charming. 
and he seems to be trying, even though like a lot of action stars of this era definitely aren't or weren't trying at the time. They were just kind of there for a paycheck and doing the most campy stuff. It seemed like Arnold is at least trying to be a genuine well, actor. And a lot of the action stars were only in action movies, so they didn't really have to try. It was just one-liners and explosions where, again... In Arnold's action movies, that's about what it was. But but at least, I mean, there was this one. He did Twins. He did Kindergarten Cop and a lot of other more family-style movies instead of just action films. And I think in most of them, he pulled it off. That's with us on Arnold. Let's switch over to the other uh, main character list of Danny DeVito. And again, for me, this is a very different Danny DeVito than what I have in my mind. Because what I have in my mind is the latest thing I've seen him in, which is Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he plays a trash monster who is rich. <laughs> and this is a very, a very sincere and a very smart character. Uh, and Danny DeVito plays it really well. I especially love when, like, Danny DeVito gives the impassioned speech to convince Arnold that he needs to do this for science. Now, granted, that is for ulterior motives, because Danny DeVito has invested a lot of money. But, like... I like hearing Danny DeVito give impassionate speeches. Whatever that man says in that tone of voice, I believe in what to do for him. You didn't believe any of his speeches as the Penguin? Um, he didn't seem like he'd be a good mayor, <laughs> especially when he ate that fish's head and then, oh, as a joke, bit somebody's nose so that his face would bleed. I thought that was, oh, I thought that was a real faux pas on the political trail. And what was I, Sarah? How did you feel about? I don't remember, what was the, what was even his name in in Matilda 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 Wormwood Wormwood yeah Mister Wormwood because he got to go to the sales boat salesman sales boat salesman I I remember They're not I, salesman I said it during that episode though that it surprised you me weren't just because there I was well I said it no you, you weren't I said there. it at some you, point but you I remember. Said the funny thing about Salesboat Salesman is that you wrote down your games and then sent them to us. And we just uh. lost our minds for about 10 minutes. So I, Salesboat well, I, Salesman! I, so I must not have said it during the episode, but I know I said it at some point because I remember his acting surprised me how good he was. It made it gave me a different impression of him as an actor, and again, this like you said, he does a great job at this run too. I love Danny DeVito. Yeah, he's really great. Uh, and like even in this film where he's fighting with his wife, the character is still given like a silver lining in that he doesn't want to be with his wife anymore, but he's still genuinely enthused for her that she is pregnant. Like, that's the way every scene ends. It's just like, hi, I, I know that we're fighting, and I, I do want to genuinely say, like, I'm happy you got a baby. I know how important this was to you. It's just like, oh, it's like, it's just, he touches my heart, and I don't expect that from him. Hey, guys, I just thought of something really funny. Sure. It's Mother's Day. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we planned oh, it that right. way on purpose. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how things line up like that without us thinking Although, about you it. know what? Uh, technically, it won't be released for another two weeks, so people won't know that. Right. <laughs> I mean, we could wait till June and release it on Father's Day. <laughs> there you go. 
I just now my other one was the thing about the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger got nominated for a Golden Globe for this movie. Yeah, I I could see that based not on what the movie is about, but based on like what he is known for and the range that he shows in this film. I wonder who won for that year. I should look that up. All right, you do that. All right. While we're on the subject of characters, we've talked about Schwarzenegger and and DeVito. How did everyone Dude. feel about Emma Thompson? We talked a little bit about why she did this film, which you can listen to. How the, how did this get made to figure that one out? So I I guess I liked her better as the movie went on. I was not first impression was not great, <laughs> but I think I think maybe again it was more the character than the acting. But I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, because like Emma Thompson is really committing to this role i thought like her portrayal with what she was given was top notch because yeah she's supposed to be like the klutzy scientist uh who bumbles over everything is very smart but doesn't pick up on social cues and trips over everything and drags toilet paper across the room yeah and i guess that's not what i was expecting from her when you know what other roles she has done so again it was just weird the character was not what i was expecting uh, even having seen the movie a long time ago i just didn't remember enough about it i guess but she does a really good job with it it's just the character i didn't love yeah she's not getting like a super amount of development the there's a scene at this like convention thing uh, where both Arnold and the research director Baines ask her to dance at the same time, like suggesting that Baines is interested in her as well as Arnold, and then that whole plot line is never touched again. Uh, so Arnold was beat out by Hugh Grant in Four Weddings and a Funeral, and the thing is, both of them should have gotten beat because the other per- one of the other people uh, nominated that year was Johnny Depp for Ed Wood. Definitely should have Johnny Depp. Sure. The person who should not have been nominated was Jim Carrey for The Man. (laughs) (sighs) I remember liking that movie when I was a kid. Well, Well, so did I, but looking back, the 90s were full of trash. And cocaine. Well, that character, uh, I think that character was created from cocaine. (laughs) Or just Jim Carrey. No, because it was based on a comic book. Oh, that's... I think so. So, you mentioned Bane. Yes. I... So this guy's face was familiar and I didn't do the research, but I know I've seen him before. I looked it up. I could have sworn watching the entire film, it was Christopher Lee. It's not Christopher Lee. Frank Langella. Yeah, it is his professional doppelganger. But yeah, I I could have sworn he was Count Dooku the entire film. Nope. (laughs) I am not alone in this, Sarah. Don't look at me with that face. A lot of people think these two people look similar. No, I'm suggesting that he doesn't i'm just trying to think if i've ever thought frank langella like personally if i've thought frank langella looked like i mean i can see resemblance but it wouldn't have been my first thought looking at him i guess but i think maybe because everything i've ever seen frank langella in, he hasn't done a british accent so maybe that's it he was remember well, maybe. Did he do a British accent for Skeletor? Was he Skeletor? Is that British? That still not would. <laughs> that still yes. wouldn't be where I recognize him from, though, because yes. obviously I didn't Frank- see his face. So. Frank Langella was Skeletor oh, in the man. 1980s Masters of the Universe film. He was also Richard Nixon in Frost Nixon, so 
that I, I mean that's a a better um estimate of his acting ability as a, as opposed to saying hey he was in the very terrible 1980s masters of his universe live action film was it, that was live action too oh so okay i was just picturing the animated one i no 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 the very very terrible live action masters of the universe with oh who played he-man in that dolph Lundgren. Oh. No, no, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, well, I, I tried to put in a picture uh, into our chat and discovered Google is bad. Because <laughs> uh, I tried to paste it and I tried to drag it in. And you may have noticed I dropped off the call because if you drag a photo into the Google thing, it doesn't add it to the chat. It ends the call that you're on and then Lundgren. shows you the image. <laughs> I feel bad for Dolph Lundgren. Apparently he's supposed to be very intelligent. He's got like multiple degrees. You may or may not have it in your Google chat now, but not in the window. Anywho. Yeah, so he's not Count Dooku. He's not Sauron. He's Frank Langella. Okay, I can kind of see it. They got Right. So other than this Masters of the Universe, do we know what else he was in? Because he still looks familiar to me. Frost oh, Nixon! <laughs> You said well, that. There was Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Will you stop it? <laughs> um, and Emma Thompson got beat up by Jamie Lee Curtis for True Lies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it was another Schwarzenegger movie, so. <laughs> Does dr was True Lies count as a. This was for comedy or musical. Is True Lies a comedy? It is a comedy. It, yeah. I'd always it's put like it in an action It's an action movie. comedy, but like. It's it is a comedy. Like there's there's a scene, an action scene, quote unquote, where um, Jamie Lee Curtis takes out a room of bad guys by dropping a machine gun down the stairs. That is true. It's been a really long time since I've seen True Lies. Isn't that also the <laughs> it's one? It's great. No, no, wait. Is that the one where there's a guy hanging on the missile that he shoots from the plane? Yes. You're fired. And he says, you're fired. <laughs> is that the one with the really creepy striptease? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Ugh. Let's get back to Frank Langella. Did we want to did we want to say anything about his character in this film or are we just trying to figure out what he's so, from? Well, okay, I guess we could talk about him in this film, but mm, so he is is he it wasn't only his idea, but he's kind of the one that kicked them out, right? When Emma Thompson came in. Right. So yeah, it's not something that's really explored in the film, but the the understanding I got is that beginning of the film, they're meeting in front of the board to try to get funding for human testing. Uh, and he informs Arnold Schwarzenegger a week later, well, the funding did not come through, and we just got a grant or some money to bring this scientist in so you're out of this lab and he is also on the board that approves whether or not the funding got to Arnold Schwarzenegger so I think what they were trying to say was we got some money to bring this scientist in and so we decided to decline funding you so that we have more money right so then later on he finds out well, he starts to suspect that something is going on because there are drugs missing from the lab. And he thought that he thought Emma was helping them, maybe. And so he was investigating it on his own. But eventually, so what, he wanted to take advantage of it and make more money for the, the school, I think. Right. So <laughs> the, the setup is, and you're not too far off, Emma 
Thompson <laughs> was very kind. I almost said Obi Watson. I heard. Caught myself. Uh, very kind to Arnold. Together. At least two. 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 At least two. Uh, but very kind to Arnold Schwarzenegger after he gets kicked out in letting him continue his research at the lab space and sharing her space with him. Space now, Arnold was super unethical again because he was still using the lab's money to produce his new drug. And that's what the, uh, the director saw is like, well, these material components are used to make this drug. Oh, that yeah, drug yeah. shouldn't be be produced in this lab anymore what's going on here although i noticed that they kept all the test chimps in the lab and i don't know what what was emma thompson's deal she was freezing eggs and right. getting them to so last that had longer nothing while to do frozen. with the chimpanzees that were still there. No. Uh, <laughs> she has a... Yes, Danny DeVito brings this up at one point. She's just like, yeah, I like having them around. <laughs> As if that's a justification for having these chimps. Let's talk about the very questionable ethics that both of them, both Arnold and DeVito, have in this film. Because not only are they doing human testing without FDA approval, which is illegal, even if you experiment on yourself. They are taking money from the university and using it to produce their drug without the university's knowledge. And then Danny DeVito is selling the results of their testing to a large corporation for a lot of money and not giving any of that money back to the university. And these are the heroes of this film. It's the university's own fault for not allowing them to test it. <laughs> <laughs> I think 80s and 90s always had this thing of no matter what, no matter if the logic makes sense or not, if you're like the man. Right. The you, dean is the villain. Yeah. The man is the bad guy. The corporation, the university. Well, the good guys are always allowed to bend the rules a little bit. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't matter, like, like if this thing they're doing is actually bad or if the thing they're stopping. Like, you see those things where, like, we're going to stop that corporation from coming into our small town. Well, is the corporation actually bad or is this just, if you're a big thing and if you're the man, if you're in charge, you're bad. And it was this this 80s 90s sort of thing in all movies if you're this like faceless like in charge management thing you're bad no matter if you're actually like yeah please stop doing really sketchy science stuff yeah like this entire film baines is just doing his job he's trying to prevent the fraudulent science that is going on please abide by the, the rules of the lab. It's like, well, we don't believe in your rules and we're going to do radical science on our own. Like, they ended up with a nice normal baby, that, but they could have just as easily, like, ended up with some freaky monkey baby. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about the birth defects <laughs> that are possible. monkey baby. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the other thing that really bothered me about this science is, like, Danny DeVito... DeVideo? <laughs> Danny, Danny DeVideo uh, secures an egg, and he says it's from an anonymous donor. Even if this isn't Emma Thompson's egg, that's unethical, because the person who donated this egg didn't intend for their egg to be used to produce a human being. And then it turns out to be Emma Thompson's egg that she was saving for, what, for whenever she decided to have kids... And now she's 
the mother to a child that she had no consent in whether the baby was conceived. But it's fine because it's a 90s romantic comedy because and they end up together in the end and have another baby anyway. So it's fine. Don't get me wrong. It works out kind of okay. But like there are so many paths where this is just horrible to do. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. Explain that to those kids. Well, <laughs> I had this baby and your dad had your sibling. Yeah. So, oh boy. <laughs> so like at the end of this film, do we live in a world where men can just have babies? Well, they were trying to convince Danny DeVito to have one right at the end. Exactly. So. No, no. In that second movie, it starts with them taking the research and like burning it in a bonfire. And <laughs> like we never speak of this again. <laughs> and then the oh no! Instead of them going to jail, it's like a page of that research like flies away from the bonfire. And then they get blackmailed, like, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I know what baby you had last summer. These are great. I'm going to I'm gonna make I know what you movies. just did last summer. I'm a genius. <laughs> you should work for Holland. Holland. Wow. God. Hollywood. <laughs> you should watch for Hollywood. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> I am, I, these all just come from my brain. Oh, what I was trying to say is you should have worked for Hollywood in the 80s. <sighs> That may or may not, this whole thing might be cut out, including the words I'm saying now. Maybe, we'll I, see. maybe I should just work for a lifetime now. I bet I could make them a ton of mo money. Just movie after movie. You know what? Your ideas are not cheesy enough. No, I can't be any worse I'm than sorry. what they're already doing. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll get worse. Uh, and then I can work yeah, for a lifetime. There you go. You need to be at least five steps below uh, where you are now with the level of thought that goes into your scripts. Just... Never rethink. First draft everything. See, where do we want to go from here? I don't know anymore. That whole comp, every conversation we have that gets back to like what, like any sort of moral conversation or scientific conversation about this movie, my brain melts and I cannot rebuild it anymore. I am so, I'm so, this movie just makes me tired. So watching the film, as I've discussed, I didn't hate it. I expected to hate the film. I expected it to be a trash film. And the film was fine. If you don't think about it. Yeah. Yes. And then I started thinking about it. And thinking about the moral implications of everything these two professional uh, doctors do in this film is horrendous. This is the worst kind of science, and yet these two are the heroes of this film who are supposed to cheer when they get their successful baby, even that the baby was conceived with the consent of one man alone. Well, two men, kind of. I... All right, not conceived, <laughs> but even Danny DeVito did not want to go past the first trimester. Yeah, that's, that's true. what he says, but... I think the real thing about this movie is Danny DeVito is actually a Loki-esque sort of trickster god. Okay, is, we're back to the mask. Is engineering all of this from the sideline. Okay. And he wanted this to happen. Interesting. And that's why the baby can survive in the in Arnold's so abdomen. What is his end game there? Oh, Loki's not an endgame. He just wants the <laughs> he just wants the laws of normal reality to not be there anymore. So by having a man have a baby, this breaks normal 
the lo- normal laws. laws of yeah the natural laws and that is just what loki liked interesting i so as much as i don't love the pseudoscience that's going on here <laughs> the moral quandaries uh that arise from it i did like the counterpoint that emma thompson presents them cuz like she is decidedly upset with Arnold when she finds out that he is carrying Except her he baby. Except he didn't even know it was hers until afterwards. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's another weird pseudoscience thing, is Arnold's carrying this child, and then he comes up with the name Junior, which happens to be the label of the egg that Danny DeVito stole and Arnold never saw. Uh, and then, while on a date with Emma Thompson, she reveals that she partook in a little experimentation on herself kind of where she froze one of her own eggs and labeled it junior and so arnold makes the connection just like oh my god i'm carrying her child loki trickster magic sure but like first of all junior is a terrible name (laughs) nobody is called junior people who you call junior have their parents name that's how junior works nobody's called just Junior. And it's it's especially a bad name for a little girl, I think. A little boy, I could maybe see it, but I don't see it as a female name at all. Oh, it's not. It's very bad. And yet, both of the parents agree, yeah, this girl's gonna be named Junior. The other thing, oh boy, I had a point and then I lost it, but the <laughs> thing that I'm on now is the other questionable thing that I thought about after watching this film is... Emma Thompson starts to fall in love with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Who would? Starts to develop feelings for him after he is already, like, almost past the first trimester. So very hormonal, already carrying her child, and then she starts to notice him because he's glowing. And she, throughout the entire relationship, she falls in love with a man who is taking drugs that alter his personality. When he stops taking these drugs, he may very well not be the man that she fell in love with. I also wondered about this because not only that, but the drugs are basically extra estrogen to make him more female. So uh, if there's also the implication that she recognizes Arnold from somewhere before knowing him before is in that she recognized herself within the baby that he's carrying that is insane but this movie presupposes that this is possible so yeah everything about their relationship is a little sketchy to me a little yeah very sketchy to (laughs) me the other sketchy relationship is danny devito and his ex-wife because while the ex-wife keeps coming back to danny devito's home and like asking him important questions about her child. She's kind of forcing Danny DeVito into this, where at first he wants nothing to do with her because they are not together anymore, and she's having another man's child, and that's kind of weird. And then he kind of gets talked into it. And then at the end of the film, even after the entire film, we have established that these two people divorced because they were not right for each other, and it was a good move for both of them. They decide to get back together when she is in the throes of pregnancy. It just seems like a spur-of-the-moment choice in a very 
stressful and hormonal time in her life. And I'm pretty sure that marriage is not going to work out. That, that's how 90s movies work, Carl. It's because you needed the cute picnic scene for the end. It's just both relationships in this film. I don't see them working out. They're going to, I give them a year tops. Well, it's already been some months because the babies are older at the end. They're a year. It's the year. Yeah, they're celebrating their birthday. The weird foot cake. (laughs) They're also celebrating their divorce party. (laughs) Foot cake. Yes, exactly. I I thought that was a really cute moment, actually, at the very end, where they present the cake to the two kids who are sharing their one-year birthday, and their Arnold's daughter, Junior, uh, eats cake with her foot. Um, and then through weird things suggesting that Danny DeVito should have a baby, he runs away and they chase him, and Emma Thompson steps in the kick as well. It's very a mother-like daughter moment. And he's not afraid of babies anymore. But why was he afraid of babies to begin with? (laughs) Because you shouldn't leave one in a library. Sure. And I guess if you're in a dream, sure, this could be a nightmare, but that has very little to do to do with what's actually there. It's just you know you should be afraid because you're in a nightmare. Talking about this movie has exhausted me more than watching yeah. this movie. Like, <laughs> I am. Well, and even, like, I had kind of had trouble thinking about things afterwards, like our games or things to say, because I'm like, there's just nothing about the movie that I wanted to talk about, so... <laughs> uh... I just found something in my notes that I think we Uh-oh. should talk about. I'm scared. What about the, um... Another dream sequence, the baby that is handed to Arnold Schwarzenegger with his own face CGI'd on this baby. Because it is horrifying. He's possibly the worst thing in this movie. (laughs) Well, we talked about it and we can move on. (laughs) Sure. Who thought this was a good idea? I don't know. I think they were still experimenting with CGI as they're like, why not CGI? Well, what, Let's I guess, just have it. It's a dream. Because at this point, he was already in the midst of the pregnancy, right? It was like his own imagining of what his baby is going to look like and 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 scaring himself that maybe he shouldn't finish it or something. So, so flashing back to a previous episode, if that is what my baby looked like, I would leave that on some church steps. <laughs> Put that baby in a bell tower. So you are Frollo. <laughs> I'm like, that. that is nightmare, baby. Ha <laughs> <laughs> baby in a bell tower. Baby in a bell tower. Um, the other note I have is uh, a couple of times in this film, Arnold is giving samples so that they can do tests or run their experiment. The two samples that he gives are wild uh, because he gives a urine sample and he like fills that thing nearly to the brim and he must need to hydrate so very bad. Because this is not a normal person's urine. This is extremely yellow and just like he's clearly not drinking enough water, which is juxtaposed by the amount of the sample that he has given. The baby is stealing all of his water. Is that how babies work? (laughs) I don't know how this baby works. We don't know how this baby works. (laughs) That's true. Uh, The other sample is what he is donating his genetic material let's say (laughs) the sample he gives is enormous like 
I get why they did it for a film. They needed to have enough so that it would register on film and the audience can tell, yes, there's something in there. He has donated his genetic material. But the sheer amount that they're filling in this thing is outrageous. He must have been in there for hours. He's Arnold. I was going to make... I was like, yeah, I was going to make a joke, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if it's worth it. It's not. We can move on. It's just like the medical science in what he gives the, his input, let's say, to this experiment, wildly inaccurate. <laughs> I just can't. I can't do it. I'm good. I want to go home. You are home. I want to go more home. <laughs> I want to go back under my desk and take another nap. Oh, yeah. The one other thing I have with their uh, Emma Thompson and Arnold Schwarzenegger's relationship, which is wild uh, and uh, weird to think about, is the way that these two people relate to each other, especially when they start to get intimate, because it is so, like, uh, there's no passion whatsoever. They're, they're talking about things, like, matter-of-factly and trying to figure out, like, at first they're trying to figure out, well, what is this thing that Emma Thompson sees in Arnold? Why does she think that she recognizes him? Why does she feel that she needs to be around him? And he suggests, well, maybe it's a physical attraction. And she's like, ooh, I had not considered that hypothesis. It's because they're scientists and they have to establish that they think in science-y terms. This is the original Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and they follow it up later, just before they they, uh, they are intimate together, where Emma Sansa says, well, I'll be damned if I'm having a baby with a man I've never slept with. <laughs> she's in much better movies. I know. This film is... <sighs> Audience, I recommend Much Ado About Nothing. And wait, I was going to say it if you want a comedy, but I'm like, that is a comedy. Um, I even like her better in um, what is that Will Ferrell movie? Stranger Brothers. Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's not a bad film. It's a very different um, Will Ferrell movie. All right, my final note before uh, I am out of notes so we can move on to games. I'm out of brain cells. Mm. In the delivery room. I, it's very different than a normal baby delivery in a movie or yeah, in a movie or TV show, because normally you see like the woman on stirrups with a sheet over her, uh, delivering the baby. Yes. <laughs> no, I got no. <laughs> All right. Um, Carl is the baby delivery expert of the group, apparently. No, no. So. <laughs> when when they're delivering babies in this film, it is all close-ups on either Arnold's or the XY's face. They don't show any of the operating room. It's just show them breathing, show them sweating, zoom in and out of their faces, and then babies. Arnold shouldn't have a delivery. That's true. His should be chopped Whatever open. the male equivalent of a C-section is. Yeah, I don't know what the equivalent of his water breaking is, because <laughs> that's There wild. is none! <laughs> it has nowhere to go! More yeah. medical he doesn't, have, um, he doesn't have an opening! But the note that I have is in the operating room that they take Arnold into to do the C-section to get the baby out of him. I swear to God, there is a coffee machine in the back. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, it is just, it's supposed to be set dressing. It's supposed to be read as medical equipment. But, like, it had three separate novels and, like, three separate handles. And I swear I have seen these things at a Starbucks. He should not 
go into... You realize now you have to find a picture of that so we can post it with the episode. I know, and it makes more work for me, but, but I'll try. But he should not go into labor. He should just get to a point where they say the baby's big enough, and they should just cut that thing out of him because he doesn't have any part to, for him to parts. go into labor. But he's having contractions? I don't know how contractions happen. <laughs> Your muscles contract, but if you don't have the correct body parts for those to contract, if he just is a hole. I'm pretty sure Arnold has all the muscles. I think the baby's just in a hole. <laughs> Not in, in a uterus. The uterus has to But if the baby's just in a hole. No, we, he's wrapped the around the intestines. Hole. Isn't that what we decided? baby in a hole it's just a baby in a manhole so it's like, so it's now 2001 is just a baby <laughs> just like, in. his water can't break to start labor because there's no there's no what is it gonna go out of there's, there's nothing <laughs> just cut him open that's what they do they give but, him a c-section but then because that's what the the pregnant lady camp taught him. But he shouldn't be having any contractions. You do breathing to breathe through the pain of contractions. But if he doesn't have a uterus, there's no contractions. His baby's just floating. I put it to you that Arnold's character doesn't know that. But he's a scientist. <laughs> Yeah, we established how great of a scientist he is. He is a scientist a that doesn't know anything about babies. I just can't. I can't. I'm just. Sarah, do your breathing. I lost my mind. This is the worst episode. Worse than Surf Ninjas. This bad what about Kung Fu Kangaroo? Oh, to be fair, I probably had a meltdown like this on that. I feel All like right. those we expected to be scientifically inaccurate. <sighs> <sighs> so that's everything I have. Are we ready to go on to game? Uh, you have I Sarah's know, whole post it <laughs> note full of notes. She did her two notes. I did my two notes. I, I, I came up with some games. Cool. Let's go on to games. first game is the pitch game where we push together two or more films in the form it's this meets this to describe this movie so mark you are going to start us off tell us what junior is in terms of other things because this is a film where a human male is impregnated in his abdominal cavity his employer only cares about fame and fortune from the baby and with assistance from his doctor, the man gives birth, but his friends help him avoid giving up the child to his corrupt corporation. 
And... Okay, good. I was like, I know the first one. Was there a second one? But go ahead. <laughs> and a film featuring an actor typically known for roles in action movies, but now taking on the role of a nurturing guardian and family man. Oh, all right. I think I got both of them. Sarah, how are you doing? I got nothing. To be fair, I missed half of the first one. Yeah, it was pretty long. I assume the first one is Alien. Hooray. Or Aliens. <laughs> to be fair, it could actually also be Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is is the second one, did you go for The Pacifier? Correct. Yeah. That Vin Diesel vehicle. Oh, I kind of like that one. <laughs> it's got a duck right. in it. Well, you did steal one of mine. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm sure you're very happy with. I, I always try one. to go really obscure so that other people don't take mine, but then someone always does, so... I think I will leave the one that you stole to my second one and do my first one here. So, since this is a film with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, where the conceit involves some questionable and unethical birth science, and the two team up to complete a business deal... Also, the film ends with both men married with children. And a film with Emma Thompson playing an awkward expert who fails to pick up on social cues and who repeatedly comes to incorrect conclusions based on what she's seeing. Well, the first one, I'm guessing it's twins. (gasps) Yes. Second one, Emma Thompson. Well, I'm guessing it's not Sense and Sensibility. It teaches me I don't know enough Emma Thompson movies. You, You both know this film. She is not necessarily the star of it. Harry Potter? Yes. Hmm. She is an awkward expert and comes to incorrect conclusions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, that was Twins meets Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. You're not going to get... <laughs> this is questionable. Because <laughs> this is a movie where a not necessarily known for his height comedian... <laughs> <laughs> known for his height? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to give you more stuff, but I made made it work. Anyway, because this is a movie about a man who gets pregnant um, and also has one of the main characters is a well-known comedian, meets a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he does not understand how children work. Okay, I got the second one. That's Kindergarten Cop. You're not going to know the first one, but it is literally like the only other movie where a man gets pregnant. A man gets pregnant. I mean, a man got pregnant in Alien... So, <laughs> with the same species, not with an alien. Okay. <laughs> with a human being. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were saying that you're the film that you're thinking of and Alien, men were impregnated with the same species. Now, in this movie, a man just has a normal human baby. A normal human baby? Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is I can't... a movie people don't know, but my mom actually... You know what? Children of Men. Nope. This is a movie I didn't really know except my mom mentioned it the other day, and so I looked sure. it up. Go ahead. What is it? It's called Rabbit Test, and it has Billy Crystal in it. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, It's called Rabbit Test because in the olden days they had to use, I think, rabbit urine to test pregnancy. Oh, interesting. How did that test pregnancies in humans? Wait, but you say, wait, when is that movie set then? You said olden days. It's set in medieval times. She's like, in the 1990s. It was 1978 (laughs) when the movie, okay, it wasn't rabbit urine. They tested human urine and injected it into a rabbit. I'll I'll tell you later when they stopped doing it. Okay. All right, Mark, you got a second one? It's uh, my turn again. Okay, this is a movie where 
two men with mismatched personalities live together and drive each other crazy, but eventually learn to accept their differences and form a strong friendship. Meeting a film featuring morally questionable scientific theories, a clever girl, a chamber of frozen embryos in small vials, and two scientists in love. Cool. Sarah, you got anything? Nope, because I was Cause looking up the rabbit listening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mark, was it the odd couple meets Jurassic Park? Hey, <laughs> you're so smart. At least somebody listens. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. All righty. My second one <clears throat> is a movie where scientists do not follow proper procedure and a man is impregnated and delivers the baby through his midsection. And a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger, playing a scientist with a very cold personality who lost his funding and whose body gets drastically changed because of his experiments. I assume that wasn't directed at me. No, I think I stole one of Mark's games. <laughs> well, I think the first one we already know, right? Correct. It could be any one of the alien movies. Yep, I just went with the first one, but you're correct. Uh, the second one is Batman and Robin. Correct. <laughs> yes. Mr. Freeze. Uh, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Uh, I got, Mark stole one of mine. Um, but I did? That's fine. Yeah, I was in the last. So, because this is a movie that, ha that showcases multiple types of pregnancies and also uses a lot of stereotypes about pregnancies, meet very... <laughs> Not great science and very illegal science and don't do this science movie. <laughs> what? Wow. It's just a movie with bad science? Yeah. Sure. All right. science. Um, let me see. I my think it my is... hint to that is it's the one no, Mark no, no. stole. Jurassic Park is one of them. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna go with what to expect when you're expecting meets Young Frankenstein. Um, you are correct on the first one. I thought you were gonna say the second one was what to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> yeah, that's just bad science. Don't do bad that science. science. But yes, uh, Jurassic Park, what to expect when you're expecting. All right, Mark, your final one. Okay, well, <clears throat> because this is a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger portrays a scientist who hides a kind and loving man inside while his single-minded ambition makes him appear cold-hearted, <laughs> meets a movie with uh, a very popular film star portraying a scientist who is trying to invent a formula that will change the world, test the invention on chimpanzees, and after the board denies permission for human testing, he decides to test it on himself. Huh. Planet of the Apes. No. <laughs> I mean, not Planet of the Apes, but... I'm trying to think... The Fly. What has the chimpanzees? Maybe. Uh, so is it Batman and Robin meets the fly? <laughs> well, it is Batman and Robin. I can't think of any movies with scientific testing. I, give us a I hint. was hoping nobody would would know what, uh, what it was, actually. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Um, It was filmed in black and white. The Man with Two Brains. The the reanimator. Um, um, Ginger Rogers and Cary Grant. Cary Grant. It's always fun when I actually pick one that nobody knows. Jacqueline Hyde. It is monkey business. Monkey business. Okay. I've, I've heard of that. I have never seen it. Wowzers. Yep. Never heard of it. Oh, and the rabbit test got used until the 1970s. So the monkey business is one where he's trying to invent, like, a potion 
to make do you they younger. dance in it and he tested on chimps and For they youths. find it, they thought it worked but then they found out that they had swapped the chimps clothes so it didn't actually work because it was the young chimp all along do the chimps so then dance? he tests it on himself and other things happen do, do the chimps dance does he dance he doesn't dance no what kind of business does he get into how is ginger rogers Monkey in business. this if no one dances <laughs> <laughs> well, no her character in this. Her character only communicates through dance. How is there no dancing? <laughs> All right, my last one here. Um, a pregnant person feels lonely and starts a relationship with someone who eventually agrees to raise the child with them. Also featuring long time jumps to progress the plot and the woman in the relationship being pregnant at the end of the film. And a movie where a doctor experiments on themselves, and while the serum they take works, it drastically alters their physical appearance, their personality, and raises their hormones to extreme levels. <laughs> the second one is one of the Hulk movies. No. Oh. The Nutty Professor. It is the Nutty Professor. Oh, man. Okay, the I, first I, one. And I jumped straight to that because I had debated about using the Hulk in one. Um, what movies have pregnant people? They don't end up together in Waitress. Right. She's I will say um, the most films about pregnant people end with them giving birth. This woman gives birth very early in the film. And the film is largely about her relationship with this man and her young child. Is it the one? Is it the one with Natalie Portman where she gives birth in the Walmart? Uh, no, I don't even know what that one is. Aww. Finding Nemo. <laughs> she gives birth, and most of the movie is about the man and the child. Yes, but the woman who the woman in the relationship is not pregnant at the end of that. Now film. I have to look up what that. Oh, Natalie I, Portman I movie forgot is. that part. Right, right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of this. Love hints. never dies. Try to give a, a hint that won't give it away. Um, oh, so the child is very young and does not talk, but does narrate the film. Oh, oh, no, I got it. It's yeah? um, Look Who's Talking. Correct. So it's Look Who's Talking meets The Nutty Professor. Um, I have to find that movie. It's called Where the Heart Is. Oh. <laughs> And for the first, like, half an hour of that movie, she is living in a Walmart because her ex-boyfriend and the father of her child leaves her there because she... Gets... Does she think she can't leave? Well, she's, she doesn't, she's not from there. They're going on, like, a road trip somewhere else, and she gets out to go to the bathroom because she's pregnant, and he just takes okay. off. And she's like, I don't, I'm not from this town, and I can't go anywhere else because I have no money, so I'm just going to stay in this Walmart. Like, I'm going to hide I out. I assume it's a... I assume it's a 24-hour Walmart. No, she hides out there overnight. Like, she, like, oh, wow. hides in the bathroom when they close and then lives in the Walmart. And then a tornado <laughs> happens at one point in the movie. It's very... I keep thinking you're going to end that sentence as, and she lives in the walls. <laughs> Just, no, that's a very different movie. <laughs> All right. That's Brahms. No, no, Brahms is the second one. It's The Boy. The Boy has, the someone, boy. has someone living in the walls. We lost Mark. We lost Mark. I go, think <laughs> he's taking care of Fiona, who is... Having just a, a horrible time right now. She, she also is having a meltdown about this movie. <laughs> she doesn't understand human pregnancy in the slightest. And this, wow, just blew her away. What other movies involve people living in the wolf? I think there's one where, um, what's his face? Big teeth? Crazy Hugh person? Graham. No, crazy mm -hmm. person. Blonde? Mm -hmm. Crazy eyes? Crazy eyes. He looks like this. Hey, he looks like that. He looks like this. Steve Buscemi. Mom! 
<laughs> mom, who's the guy? It looks like this. Hey, mom. Oh, oh. Um, Nick Nolte. Oh, okay. Uh, I know. I know of Nick Nolte. No, Nick Nolte is not who I wanted. Okay. Crazy actor. Oh, Gary, Gary Busey. Busey. Okay. All you had to say was crazy actor. But wasn't this like he has? He has a huge mouth. He does have a huge mouth. I get it now. Living in walls. Gary Busey lives in your walls. Okay, Gary Busey live in walls did come up with a movie. It's called Hider in the House. Hider in the house. Oh, Mimi Rogers is in it. Ginger Rogers is in it? She was trying to find out who Gary Busey was. My dad just looked at the door at me and was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, fine. I just needed to know. I had a Gary Busey emergency. I mean, Nick Nolte is also insane, but he was the wrong crazy actor. Yeah. I mean, Nick Nolte is very insane. Um, and Mark often... missed this whole conversation. Oh, I Mark, did. you're back. What's I up with you? I am here now. I don't know. She just wanted to make noise. Okay. I went and All right. was going to fill her food bowl and stuff, but it had food in it. We so we I, had a whole conversation about trying to find out an actor, and Sarah made a face. It, Who is this actor? Look at her face. Oh, wait. I can't. Um, oh, that's right. You turned off your video. Um, I have to turn on the video again. So Sarah Imagine. just keep making a face forever. I got a big mouth and big teeth. Um, Julia Roberts. No, it's male. See, that was going to be my guess. <laughs> a male actor with big with mouth big and big teeth, teeth and crazy eyes. He's also known for being a crazy actor. Ah, but yes, you're right. Jim Carrey does have an enormous works. mouth. We're going for Gary Busey. We were trying to think of movies where people hide in the walls. I would not have guessed his name out of all of those. Uh, there's a movie <laughs> where Gary Busey hides in the walls. It's Is this, this was the just house. the game you were playing while I was gone? Well, yeah, we had to fill time. Anyway, let's move on to our second game, which is alternate tagline, a uh, phrase you would see on the movie poster for the film that describes the theme of the film, though possibly misses the point. All right, Mark, you're going to start us off. What is the theme of Junior? Junior, it's not a tumor. <laughs> Great. Uh, so I stole my first one from uh, a... A, a line that Danny DeVito says to convince Arnold that he should uh, impregnate himself. And this is paraphrased so that it would work with the uh, the tagline on a movie poster. It is, Junior, is this movie possible? Surprisingly. Natural? No way. Good? Kind of? <laughs> Do you want the real one or the fake one first? Fake one first. Okay. Junior, Mother's Day will be weird this year. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be extended into Father's Day. All right, Mark, go ahead. Oh, I have more. You may see a theme. <laughs> Junior, hasta la vista, baby. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but he he doesn't say goodbye to the baby. That's the whole thing. He does in the dream. That's true. <laughs> it's just because it has the word baby in it. All right. Junior, imagine a world where creating life doesn't require the consent of both parents. <laughs> oh... Okay. Sarah didn't like that one, apparently. I didn't. No, I mean, it, it gets into the ethical things that we already talked about. I got no brain cells left. Okay. What's the real one, Sarah? The real one is Junior. Nothing is inconceivable. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. That's great. I want it. 
I want that read by Wallace Shawn. <laughs> See, I, it's it's almost better than some of the other ones we've had for other movies. That is true. Like, as far as real taglines go, usually we beat them out. That's really good. All right, Mark, what's your final one? Junior, get to the maternity ward. <laughs> that was the one I was trying to get up get a line <laughs> from, and I just couldn't get there. All right. So I will say my final one, I wrote it like... 2 a.m. this morning uh and i was in i was in a real state um but i don't know i thought it was funny then so i'll (laughs) perform it as i imagined it at the time uh it is junior it's my body and i'll just date if i want to (laughs) i hate that one even more you would just say too if it happened to you. Bum, 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 bum. So did you write out lyrics to the entire song, or no? It's really just that. Me uh, it came from... and Danny. Were... <laughs> no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Me and Danny. Great. Uh, yeah, it came for that one line that Arnold Howe was like, "My body, my choice." Yeah, which yeah. Oh, that has not aged well. Nope. All right, let's go on to our final game, which is the TV guide game. It is a description of the plot of the film you would read in a TV guide or Netflix description, uh, which is um, true to the plot, though possibly misses the point. Uh, Mark, you can go ahead and start us off. Yep. Two doctors conceive of the crazy idea of male pregnancy. To test their theory, one of them has nine months to deliver results. To him, it seemed like a maternity. Wow. Wow. You really doubled down. You doubled down on the puns. This is why there was only one of them this time. Good God. I can't. All right. I'll end with my better one. Because one of them is one of my traditional ones, and one of them was more concise than I normally am. So I'll do my regular one first here. The plot of Junior is a university research director loses out on a fortune when two men unethically use his school's funds to continue an experiment and then sell the results to a large corporation. When the director tries to do his job and expose the fraud, he is fired and never heard from again. I kept mine short and sweet. Yep. Two men break science. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we can't have nice things. Uh. All right. My final one you will enjoy because it is much more concise. Uh, It is simply, a boy and girl are born on the same day, but take very different paths to get there. Uh, I want a sequel with, oh, here's my next sequel. A sequel with those two children trying to fix their parents' mistakes. You say next sequel. Are there going to be multiple sequels, or is this all happening in one movie, just different stories? I think stories? all three of them should happen, but they're like mm-hmm. alternate timelines. Like, here's okay. what could have happened. I think that's that's not a bad way to go, because I do want all three movies released simultaneously, but I want them all happening concurrently. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what, maybe you see a scene that is in both films and plays into the plot of both films. Maybe, like, those two kids, like, they grow up and, like, Danny DeVito's kid is, like, has, like, take, even though it's not his biological kid, it's, like, taken after him and being, like, I want to do more shady science 
stuff. But like Junior is like, I've learned from my father's mistakes and I've become like, like some sort of like medical research lawyer who's gone into like, like going before the Senate and stuff to be like, we need to have better regulations on the medical field. So we don't have all of this crazy, like do what you want science, like messing around with, with people and stuff like that. And it's them oh. against each other. I just want her to deliver a speech was like, I was a mistake. Let's not have this happen again. It's going to be like some Aaron Sorkin drama where these like childhood <laughs> friends like pit are pit against each other being like, you used to be my best friend. Yes, but we need to fix the, the crimes of our fathers. Your dad broke science. Her Don't do it again. <laughs> I've made so many better movies than this than this. So one. your headcanon, do the kids both become scientists then to try to fix all of this? Yes, but she went to like Stanford and he went to some medical school in like South America. <laughs> okay. He, he got right. his diploma in the mail. <laughs> Alright, let's go on to reviews. Our first review scale is of course, our infamous potato scale, where we will tell you what you can expect to feel while watching this movie in terms of our relationships with potatoes. That and as always, looked up ahead of time. I never prepare. So whoever wants to go first is welcome to while I decide what Junior is in terms of potatoes. It's not even Are you talking potato. about Junior the movie or Junior the kid? Um, She's a both. baby. This, this might be like, this is not even a potato. This defies potatoes. Well, <laughs> this is I, I wrote <laughs> down something because sure. one of us actually looks at this before we start. <laughs> well, la-dee-da. Uh, well, I, I read through the entire list like twice to make sure I hadn't missed anything. And I really couldn't find any that described it better than just raw potato. I just found the whole thing rather boring and i guess kind of what you said it was kind of that typical story and you could see what was coming ahead of time and you kind of knew what was gonna happen and i mean like we talked about earlier the acting was good but just the plot itself didn't do much to help it so <laughs> so i just couldn't there was nothing about it that really excited me and held me into the story yeah um Looking here, I'm trying to find a potato that fits this. I will say going into it, my experience watching this film, I thought this film was going to be trash. I thought it was going to be one of the worst films that we've watched for this podcast. That was the general idea, because I think games are better if the movie is bad. Um, however, I was surprised in that this movie is fine. It is a stereotypical 90s film the plot is formulaic. You know what's going to happen. Having not seen this movie since fourth grade, I was able to work out, oh, it's got to be Emma Thompson's kid before they even got to that point in the movie. And so, but because I expected very little out of it, I was impressed with what was in it. And so for me, it's Red Robin's fries, which are better than expected. And for also might be reheated fries, meaning it started out good but didn't keep up. Because I feel like when the film got to the point where Arnold is dressing up as a woman, I don't think that was necessary. I don't think that was a good move. And I, 
even in this movie, I don't know why it is there. Uh, and so, yeah, I would say I, we don't have a, uh, a potato that encapsulates, like, it's fine if you don't think about it. Um, <laughs> which maybe is, maybe we could say that's poutine as well. No, I made a new category. Okay, Mr. Potato Head. I'll let you explain your thoughts on that, but yes, that is what I was going for. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as well. Go ahead and explain why you've added it to the so list. So my new category is I just also realized one of our categories is mis it's misspelled. See which one of oh, you Oh a lot of it. them are misspelled. Um so we have Mr. Potato Head. This category is don't think too much. These are for those movies that if you just go in there kind of just enjoying it and sticking to surface level, yeah, it's fine. But as we've realized, the more you think of it, the more you just go into an existential meltdown and your brain hurts. And it's not like the more you think of it, it's like the blue potato and it's like it's sad or it's depressing or it's dark. No, it just gets messy and tangled and you can't fix it. It's just, it hurts. Like, I can't untangle the webs to figure out how this plot is supposed to function. And so if I'm just like, yeah, sure, baby and a man, sure. <laughs> if I try to figure out where that baby is supposed to fit, then I start, like, I start muttering in the corner and... So I'm curious, did you choose Mr. Potato Head because it's a hollow cavity and has no brain? See, that's where I or... thought you were going. Or well, in that um, you shouldn't think too much as to why he's a potato. It was <laughs> like, he just is a potato. Don't think too much about it. it. It's a kid's toy. It was kind of a combination of things. And when I said earlier that I'm like, it's so much like not, like I need something that is so, it like it's so not even like something I can register that it's not a potato. And I'm like, what is something that is a potato and not a potato? And I'm like, <laughs> Mr. <Okay>. Potato Head. <laughs> he is a potato and not a potato. I just and thought it was something true. where there were all kinds of mixed up parts inside. So there, And that too. Like there's so <laughs> many layers to this. We're like on the surface. Yeah, it was, it was fine. It was like middle of the road, like fine if it's on TV. I probably wouldn't. If I'm lazy, I wouldn't change the channel movie. But then, then it hits you. And then you're babbling in a corner, like cry laughing because, because again, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no tunnel. And then, and then you're just, and suddenly you're looking at the movie and the eyes are in the leg holes and the arms are coming out of the ears. <laughs> and, and then you've lost your mind. And so, yeah, Mr. Potato Head is what I'm going with. Because there are some eyes coming out of ears in this movie. There, sure. That probably are. should have been what happened with all of that stuff they're pumping into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Probably. Oh, I'm just, I'm just happy the baby's healthy. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on to our second review scale, which is a more traditional scale from 0 to 10, telling our listeners, should they go back and watch this film i don't even know what to tell them yeah i um you you just said something that made me realize what this movie is to me because the film watching it not bad thinking about it it'll break your brain and so to me this is the perfect movie if you just need noise in the background while you're doing something else or if you're really really sick and can't remember things five minutes after you watch it anyway 
Oh yeah, if you need a movie to put on so that you can take a nap, this movie is perfect. <laughs> uh, and I'm trying to figure out where that's going to go in my reviews. Though I am, I am trying to look up what I've given stuff in the See, past. See, that's what because we've done so many of these now. I end up looking at what at what I've done in the past and say, "Well, this is better than that movie and worse than that movie." So I'll just stick it in the middle. What um, is another? All right. like- I think. Ooh, wow! I, I was not kind to that film. I, um, I mean, I'm looking at like what Sarah said. It's something where if I had a choice between this and something else, I may not probably choose this one. But if I'm just slipping through and it happens to be on and I'm bored, I might just let it play. <laughs> so yeah, I think that for me is where I'm gonna give it a rating here. I think I think this is exactly a five for me perfectly middle of the road in that the plot is not egregious it is not offensive but it's very formulaic you know where it's going and it's a fine movie to have on the background it's not a great film by any stretch of the imagination and it's got some hand wavy pseudoscience and some ethical problems but they're only there if you think too much about it nobody should think that much about a middle-of-the-road movie. So I think I'm just perfectly at a five for this film. I'm going to give it a 5.5. I'm just on the positive side of middle. Okay. Just don't don't think. Just don't think. Yeah, don't think. I I gave it a four. <laughs> All right. Um, That's not too far off. Well, yeah, I mean, based on what we hit, what I was just saying, I looked at other movies and said, well, yeah, I would choose, if I had a choice between these two, I would choose this one, or I would choose I, this one. And based on that, I stuck it kind of in the middle of them. Yeah, I think okay. we're all on the sides of the middle. Yeah. And, and Mark always tends to grade, I think, a little more harshly. I tend to be a little bit more positive. So I think we're all within our own brains at our own five. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. This is, I think we found the middle of the road movie for everybody. That is not Man of the House because I was so mad for the longest time until I fixed it that I had given that a five. Yeah, I told you that at the time. There are that are worse than this. Yeah. All this did right. not put me to sleep as much as Man of the House did. <laughs> but it did put you to sleep. <laughs> anyway, so that's going to close out our reviews. Uh, Sarah, can you tell people where they can find us online should they choose to do so? You can find us at Facebook at, I think, just Retrograding. Yes? Jerk Rating Podcast, maybe? No, I think it's Retro. It could just be Retro. Yeah, it's just Retrograding. Well, I think we, we have two because there's the page and yes. there's the group. Yeah, yeah. We're just Retrograding. The other one is Retrograding Party. Like, mm-hmm. Why did you make me doubt myself? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't... was correct. You were correct. I'm sorry. I thought I thought it was Retrograding Podcast. No, it's just Retrograding. Our website is retrograding.fireside.fm. And so we are also on iTunes if you want to give us a like, a review or whatever we like that we also like comments on our facebook to tell us that we're doing a good job an interesting job or if you have a suggestion for a movie you'd like us to do our music is done by dominique barnes who continues to be great i would really love if somebody just commented on our facebook you're doing an interesting job (laughs) (laughs) i mean we certainly are but out of all those things i'm going to give our audience one action item one thing I would like for them to do, go to iTunes, give us five stars. If you enjoy the show, give us a five-star rating. That'll build our audience 
iTunes will show it to more people. Uh, it'll help us get more people listening to this. Um, also, happy Mother's Day to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, what? No, he's still a dad. He's He doesn't become a mom just because he has a baby. He's just a dad. Anyway, um, <laughs> our final segment is, guys, I learned something today, a lesson from I this film. I don't even want to know what you came up with for this. Oh, you know what I came up with? Nothing. Nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm just gonna go with. There's not a tunnel. <laughs> there's, there's not a tunnel. So, watching this film, one thing occurred to me, especially in retrospect, that I want to share with our audience, a lesson that we can all take home with us and mull over in the coming month before our next episode and it's just, don't break science. It's there for a reason. <laughs> All right. That's going to close out this episode of Retrograding. We will catch you guys next time. Like my five-minute meltdown about. Oh labor. no, that that was audio gold. Uh, <laughs> it just sounds. I like just a lot wish of we could have. I wish we just had filmed some of my hand action. <laughs> flames, flames on the side of my no, face. It's more like there's no p- part. There's no parts. <laughs> I mean, there are parts, just not the right ones. Yeah. There's no. I don't tunnel. 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 Oh, love. I mean, I. I'm not sure I want it referred to like that. There's no parts. No parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, are we ready to get started? You want your urethra dilated 10 centimeters? <laughs> okay. I was checking. Do I She's have like, a do urethra? I? I, yeah, do. I do have a urethra. Hank Hill had a urethra. I thought he was really trying to decide, do I want that? Did you take... I was like, did you take anatomy? No, I oh. didn't. I never took anatomy. Maybe you should have. Yeah, so I could dissect a pig and learn about babies? Oh, we I dissected a pig. We named it Chester. Oh. Yeah. That's a weird name for a pig. I mean, it's a fine name. I, I associate it more with a cheetah who sells puffy cheese snacks. Well, you didn't want to name it we, Wilbur? We, Wilbur. We spent two weeks with it. We thought we'd give him a name. I guess it was a her. Yeah. It was a her. Mm. Chester was a girl. I would have just called it some pig. <laughs>